Hello. My name is Wildbird. I went by Venus for a while and now Wildbird is what I'm called. So, hi, hello. It has been a really long time since the last episode entitled Sweetness. And the reason is because I just didn't want to, I take it seriously whenever I say anything. I take it so seriously. I do. And I don't just want to put anything out there, you know? I am an artist, and although visual art is, I don't want to say strong suit, but Visual art is what I've been blessed to create and share. But, you know, the voice is important. The voice is so important. And I didn't feel called to... I had ideas about things I wanted to talk about. But, you know, sometimes things happen and then you realize that's the not necessarily the green light I was waiting for because I had the green light all along. I could have talked about anything, you know, this is a platform. We have free speech. But now I know why I was waiting because I've learned some things. A little bit about the ambiance. <laughs> I am currently in the bathtub. So if you hear swish slash noises, that's why I'm in my favorite, favorite place. The only thing that could ever make a bathtub better is coffee, which I have next to me and art to be working on. I actually love making artwork in the bath. Anyways. It is technically Taurus season if you follow Western astrology. However, I have come to realize that Vedic really reflects the reality of what I see. So I share because I care. This is not too, you know, ah, it's not what I thought it was. We're going to be in Aries season if you follow Vedic astrology up until May 15th. So yeah, I'm in a bath. Yes, Taurus vibes, but that's really mainly because my Navamsha is Taurus. And, you know, I'm a Taurus person, so that's why the vibe's like that. But really, if you're feeling still Aries energy in full swing, don't be alarmed. It's happening to all of us who are aware enough to catch it and not just say oh we're good now we're in tour season we can do whatever we want we can chill you can always chill but if things seem a little bit more Aries to you than Taurus that's why it's okay so just I mean I guess my best advice to you <laughs> I'm moving my hands so much you can't see it I don't know why I talk so much with my hands I'm a Vedic Sun Gemini Anyways, enough about me, but yeah, so 
we're in it. People are trying to start fires left and right. You're like, why? Why aren't you chilling in the grass? Empress energy, like, I don't get it. But here we are. We are where we're supposed to be. So I'm going to pull up my notes because I did write down a few things that I really wanted to touch on. And I wanted to say them how I want to say them. All right. Bad mouthing. <laughs> Bad mouthing people, places, things, what have you. I don't do it. Yeah, I don't do it. I don't. I don't do it because my mouth is for kissing my lover. My mouth and my voice is for speaking about art, for asking questions so that I might know more, so that I might clarify, so that I might share messages that have been given me to me from spirit so that I can I use my voice to stand up for my autonomy and for the autonomy of others when I am given the opportunity and this isn't in my notes but I can go back in my childhood pretty early on I never wanted to talk a whole lot really since <laughs> three years old I've been making art. I've been drawing images of humans and faces and eyes and dresses and outfits and cheeks and no noses sometimes. When I was younger, I didn't really do the nose too much. You know, and when my mother or not really my mother so much, <laughs> I like to talk to my mo mother, but when anyone, my mother has told me, because I don't recall this, but as a child, whenever someone would ask me, what are you doing? Where are you going? Any kind of question, I would say, my reply would always be, I've got business. And if that's not the most Capricorn Vedic, Capricorn rising thing to say, I do not know what is. So all that to say is I'm the same person that I've always been not even person let's take it back let's take it real let's go really in like if we're onions like let's go to the core like let's take off all the layers my soul is the same I'm the same person and you know a lot of as I grew up and I had to start peeling back the layers of who I was to learn who I truly am and as we call it unlearning a lot I learned that a lot of those layers had been filters that other people had put on top of me without my, yeah, that's true, no, that isn't, uh-uh, you know, like, we can go, we can go back, you know, like, I'm not going to say like a lot, I'm not going to, I am not going to. Raise your hand right now, wherever you are, if you say like a lot and you swear to really try not to. Okay, also don't judge me. Thank you. I'm not judging you. <laughs> I'm not judging you and I'm not going to badmouth you. Isn't it great to be friends with a Gemini? Anyways, yeah, so gender, 
never applied to my soul, but people added it. And I had to peel back the layer. And once I finally did at the age of 20, 28, I was like, hot damn, I can see my soul again. Like all these filters that people add, add, add. And I can't, and it makes me upset, like agitated. Like, where am I? So that was helpful. And yeah, it was extremely helpful, but you know, you don't get there unless you're extremely aware and not everyone is, and not everyone is given the tools, but we are because we all have access to God. So there's that. <clears throat> and it doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there. So, you know, yeah. So bad mouthing has never been my thing. Working on art and being myself and whenever anyone had a question about what I'm doing, essentially just continuing to mind my own business and not give them any information that's the vibe all right so not everyone likes that apparently I have come to learn <laughs> and then I said hey I'm gonna be homeschooled <laughs> okay so yeah because once you start let's just go there because once you start talking shit without thinking it's like when you throw your trash and you're recycling together because you're too lazy and you do eventually have to go through it all again and you have to touch all the gunky gunk and be in it again no thank you but what I will do is address things as they come up you know and from the beginning and you don't always know all the details in the beginning. You might come across an item that you're really not sure. Is it recycling or is it trash? You don't know. You either have to ask someone, you have to do your own research, what have you. But you set it to the side, you clarify it, and then, you know, there's no need to talk shit about what it is or, you know, there's no need to slander we don't. We don't need to do any of that. So, all right, now I want to get into it, into it. Okay, so the reason I have on my radar to talk about not talking about people badly is because someone has been talking about about me. And this is not a podcast to give the power to them or to be even offended I'm not offended. I want to clarify. I'm not going to give any names because that is not interesting to me. If you listen to the Sweetness podcast or if you've ever talked to me in your life, you know that I appreciate this world because what it does for me is things come up as I go. People say certain things, certain scenarios happen to me, with me. You know, I make decisions and I have to say now why is that you know and there's always a deeper meaning you know if you I'm not gonna say if you but I have a strong relationship with God now and I'm grateful for it ever growing ever changing of course as I learn but I take these opportunities when something doesn't sit with me correctly to address it and not just to address it because it doesn't really matter the person that's doing it doesn't matter 
they don't, they matter. Okay, people matter. That's all I'm saying, just to clarify, in case you're, you know, a hater out there listening. You matter, but you're a hater. <laughs> okay, so they can turn your act around any moment, okay? God is there, 360 degrees, like anywhere you turn. They're actually in front of you right now, but it's fine. So I'm going to take a deep breath because <laughs> I've never, you know, I don't talk badly about people, but I also don't really talk about people because I grew up um, with a biological family of lot mm, lawyers. And, you know, I was really thinking about it. I was thinking, you know, just characteristic-wise, what I've experienced because I've been around them a lot, you know, and I've been around their thinking from a young age. You know, my cousins and I, when we were little, we were so, that was our world as far as the way people dealt with each other. And we were interested in it because we were trying to figure it out because we were just born into this and we we're like, what is going on, you know, so... As children do, as people do, we acted it out to really try to get to the bottom of it. And we would, I remember in my jacuzzi in front of, um, on the porch where I lived, when our cousins came, I remember this very clearly, there were quite a few times that in the <laughs> jacuzzi, we would have juries. Like we would have, we would decide who is the lawyer, who is the person being questioned. It was a whole we were like fascinated by it and we didn't know why we were also weirded out because we were children and it doesn't make sense but here we go so yeah so I was just you know meditating earlier on the type of person that I mean I've never been to law school but the type of person that I've seen that is turned out by this structural education right so the type of person I've seen, um, you know, again, I'm not here to rip anybody apart. I'm an artist. That is not my job, nor do I covet such a job, but it has come to my attention that someone sh that should know better is not acting better. It's, it's as simple as that. So a serious word was, yeah, so all that to say when something odd happens and I really, it's so odd, I'm like, wow, this is an opportunity to talk about a myriad of topics that are important. So I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay. So. No my will, you know, all love and light, all that. But this said person recently, maybe a week ago, I don't know, I heard, called someone up that they do not know. And they told, that knows me, and they told them out of the blue. And the person that answered the phone that knows me was like, this is really weird. <laughs> but... Anyways, as any normal per person would come to the conclusion. So they called them up out of the blue and they threw out the word. Okay, drum roll. I'm just going to say it. It just, it makes me, up, it makes me uncomfortable. Um, the thing itself does not make me uncomfortable. Let me clarify. But the fact that 
someone who is in law, is currently practicing law, is slandering someone, no matter how you 360 and it looks bad. So they said to this person out of nowhere, I haven't even been in contact with this person because they were emotionally, uh, extremely abusive. So, and verbally. So, you know what I do? I mind my own business. I keep it moving. I say, I got business. That's fine. You're going to be like that. You're going to act like that. Not my place to judge by love and light. Okay. Love and light. And then, you know, they send you a million paragraphs about some weird mean stuff. And then you just say love and light and you eventually block them. You got to do it. Okay. So I just gave you the key to success to being unthoughtful. <laughs> so, but it resurfaces. They're back to talk more. Okay. So they say to this person that knows me or that doesn't know me, actually. They don't know me. They just know of me because they're very close to my family. Okay. Not that family. Mm, anyways. So, I don't know where they call this person. I don't even know how they got their number. A little, a little interesting. And they tell them that I am, wait for it, schizophrenic. Now, why do I have an issue with that, for one? And for two, why was that the trigger word, the trigger topic that made me want to talk? Well, because we can take it either way. You know, for those of you don't know me, you don't know what I'm diagnosed with, right? You do need a diagnosis for that. A lot of people I understand are not diagnosed. A lot of people might be misdiagnosed, um, et cetera, et cetera, you know? Um, it's not within my interest ever to talk about my own personal issues, so I won't get into um, my medical history with you. But I have never been diagnosed with that disorder thus far and I have done my own research because at a one point in my life I was wondering what is wrong with me as we do when we're in our early 20s like oh no I said like but <laughs> you know hello let's take a look at your early 20s no judgment but what did you do you were like what is wrong with me maybe I'm saying like a lot because of my early 20s I said like I'm like channeling my early 20s person so here we are. I was wondering. I was like, why am I sad all the time? Why am I upset? Why does everything, why am I sensitive? It was because the people I was around, the place I was, it was not in alignment. And what I was doing was not in alignment. I didn't have the tools at that time, even though I did, because God is always there. I did not turn to God to, uh, to figure it out. And again, I do want to clarify, I'm not saying don't seek medical or professional or, you know, therapists do what you know is right for you, okay? And I love you. And I am in full support of your journey wherever you are. Even if you're the person listening to this that was talking bad shit about me. Like, I love you. I love you. <laughs> I love everyone. So, just to clarify. And, uh, yeah. So, I was wondering. I was mad wondering, like, what, why, why am I like this? Because I've always been a happy person. You know, yeah, there are a few bumps in the road, but I want to get to the bottom of it. So I sought help. I went out and I said, please diagnose me. So, so far in my life, have not been diagnosed with that. So when you don't know, or even if you do know about someone's medical history, and you start throwing a serious 
illness out there and attaching it to them. That is what we call, my dear, slander. 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 And as someone who is in law currently, you know that. There's no you should know that. You know it. So I don't, mm, you know, there's no like, oh, well, maybe they didn't. Okay. They, they know. They have gone to seek an education for years and years and years, and they've done a lot of studying, and they've come across this word many times, and they probably knew it before because their parents were both lawyers. So, you know, there's no like, oh, they didn't know. So it's bad. It's not just some random person rocking down the street like, hey, this this person has this, uh, and I'm going to tell people. No, there's someone practicing law, okay? So, slander. But let's, let's sort of, let's, you know, spin it around. Let's look at this from every which way. I'm here for it. It's Aries season, whether you accept that or not. <laughs> and Aries doesn't care if you accept them as an Aries. They're going to be an Aries. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe. Anyways, so look at where the Aries placements are in your chart and figure that out. That's where the trauma is. <laughs> That's the trauma that you'll throw onto someone else. Okay. But, you know, Aries, great traits, blah, blah, blah. They're go-getters. Okay. So it's not fun though. Um, It's not as fun as they make it look because they got to deal with all that disaster. <laughs> Anyways, so let's spin it around. So let's imagine I am someone who is either diagnosed or undiagnosed with this specific serious illness. All right, let's say that. Let's imagine it, okay? So that's not okay. That's not okay, not okay, not okay, not okay to ever tell someone else someone else's medical or mental information no it's not okay and you know I want to bring this up also because I want to say I'm not denying having this illness because I'm in, I would be embarrassed of it right because I went and I sought help and I said hey what's wrong with me if there's anything wrong with me and what can I do to remedy it and they said a few other things and a few other words to me. And they gave me a few medications and a few ideas to start with. And I took those. I took those, um, I took those recommendations, okay? I no longer take some of the medication, uh, I'm sorry, medication. I no longer take some of the recommendations I was going to talk about. I was, it slipped. Because I, I don't want to share whether I take medication or don't, you know? Because it's no one's business. Um, and it's important for everyone to do what is right with, for them. But, uh, yeah, if in fact I was labeled by a doctor, not a lawyer who never studied in the medical field ever in their life, then I would, and I was seeking help. I would, I would take that seriously. And now in my life, I would not I would, let me repeat, I would not be embarrassed about it. I would not be ashamed of it. And yeah, it's taken me a really long time to get to that point, I suppose. But I want to say this for anyone suffering from that illness or any illness. No matter where you're at in your journey with it and your understanding of it, 
your relationship with God, what have you, your non-relationship, whatever, you know, wherever you are. Even if you are in a place where you're like, wow, I have this diagnosis and I am ashamed of it. That's okay too. But I just want you to know that if I had that illness or if I had any illness in the book of illnesses, I would not be ashamed. Okay, I would not be ashamed because personal backstory, I know that I'm spirit, like I mentioned earlier, first and foremost and only, and any additional physical, mental idea of who I am does not run my identity. But if I were in the place where I was, which is, I'm not saying the place I am is better or worse. I love where I'm at. I think it's the best, but you know, everyone gets to decide, okay, I'm really not here to tell you, go to the doctor, don't go to the doctor, what have you. But even in that time when I was searching for what was the problematic issue with my internal self and why I had so much turmoil, which was, I think, ding, 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 because I was in my 20s, early 20s, I thought I, I told people, actually, the people close to me, what I had been diagnosed with you know, whether that's accurate or not at the time. And I ran with it and I was like, I'm grateful that I know so that now that once again, another analogy for sorting through, you know, I'm grateful that I sorted through and that I always sort through because I love clarification and sometimes it's triggering and it's scary and it's uncomfortable and it's painful. So sometimes it's really painful. It was even painful when I saw because my mother actually emailed me saying that this said person had said that said illness and I was upset. Like I started causing a whole fight with my partner because I was so upset. It upset me so much and I had to I'm a grown adult, you know, I'm not, that was not the way to act 100%. Now I see it retroactively, but I was bothered by it and I didn't know what to do. And I, yeah, I quote unquote should have like taken a moment, breathed, said, you know, and sorted through, but it took a while, right? So I'm really not perfect. And I, yeah, so that's where I was that day. And it really caught me off guard because that person that said it, personal you know backstory yeah I love everyone but this person is related to me you know like they should have my best interests yada yada they should care they were a person that actually welcomed me into their life and like really verbally encouraged me at first you know and so it just is like whiplash like what and the fact that they're already mean to me for so long and really I'm not going to say cause my life to have upheaval because every quote unquote upheaval that my life has experienced has been for the better and it's been peeling back another layer. So I'm not mad, but I'm just saying like round two, like I already told you I got business. Like I got to tell you again. So I don't have to though. So I'm, I'm really not going to have any, you know, back and forth with them at all. I talked to my lawyer. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Talked to God about it. Yeah. And where were we? So what the actual heck, you know? Um, anyway, so I just, I just want to touch on that. And I want to say you don't need to be ashamed. And if you are, that's okay. You know, everything is a growing process, a unlearning and learning process. I love you where you are. Whether you have a diagnosis, you don't. You want one, you don't. You 
you're praying to God, you don't pray to God. I just want you to know, because it was so triggering to me, a full healed person that has a strong relationship with God. And I really thought I went over these mountains before to be so triggered one day. Like, no, I want you to know people that are suffering from this issue in real life, in real time. No one else matters when it comes to this healing journey. I guess that's why I made this. And I didn't realize until just now. But I want you to know, I want you to know, and you know what else triggered this specific day, this specific time? I went to the doctor this morning. And as a non-binary person, you know that, you know, if you're a non-binary or you're, uh, you reject the idea of gender or you're gender fluid or et cetera, et cetera, wherever you are, whoever you are, I'm sure you know, so I won't go over it, how it is to be a gender quote-unquote non-conforming, what the fuck does that mean, person and be treated how you're treated in a doctor's office. It's upsetting. It's not good. I don't know if you follow me on Instagram. I am wildbird, but you should because that's where I post my art and I share everything that I want to and that spirit calls me to. And I did post a few things that I circled where it said, women are men, and, uh, you know, who drinks more? And I was like, what is this? What about non You know, so I brought it to their attention. So there's never a moment where I'm not going to make it a little problematic for the people that are making it problematic for us. Know that. Okay, know that. I am an advocate. <laughs> I am an advocate. And even if I were not, even if I were a cisgender person, whatever that means, I would still be an advocate. Like, what? Anyways, but I want you to know, I'm here. I'm here for it. So I'm here for the discussion. I'm here for clarifying. I'm here for making the medical experience for everyone acceptable. Is that an issue for y'all? Do you not want it to be comfortable for everyone? Yeah, you want it to be really uncomfortable for some people. Got it. You want it to be uncomfortable for, let's just say it, you want it to be uncomfortable for fat people. You want it to be extremely uncomfortable for non-binary people, for trans people, there's a bunch of other, you know, people that fall under this category of who they seemingly want it to be difficult because they know it's not like they're back in the, you know, where whatever teen hundreds where there is no such thing. They know, they've been knowing, but they continue to type out this stuff and not update it and then act like they don't know what we're talking about or say something that is extremely alarmingly disrespectful either on purpose or not on purpose and either way it's not okay because you need to watch your mouth because you are a professional and even if you aren't even if you went through all that school for nothing for nothing and you're not professional and you're just a slob out here um you know maybe go to law school and learn how to act <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding so yeah and you know one of the things that came up was my growth, was my, the change that I've experienced. And, uh, you know, something that I have to list, well, I don't have to, but I, you know, choose to because it's part of my medical history every time that I will share with you today is that I experienced, and I do say experienced, this is a choice word, I, I used to say I was, or I had, or you know, whatever, but experienced is a real good way 
it might be a tool that you might want to throw in your bag if it's not already, um, if it helps you. And it helps me really eliminate the idea that I am attached to it or I am it or I have to be it forever. Or even that, you know, just that it's outside of me and it's it doesn't have to touch me because God is, you know, the reflection that I am. So, and then no one's better or worse because of their experience. So if you're experiencing, keyword, experiencing a mental issue, it you don't have to identify it. You can if that works for you. Wherever you're at, I love you. But if it doesn't work for you, you can say experience. Like, throw that word in left and right and see how your life changes. Really, like, my life is... My, like, I was about to say changed, but I just want you to know, like, there's this feeling behind my eyes, like, kind of in my head, but not really, like, behind my eyes where my tears are just, like, ready at any moment. Like, is this a moment to cry? Is this, okay, we got it. Buckets on buckets. <laughs> and that was the moment. So, I was sharing with my doctor that when I was 16, 17, and early 20s, I experienced a difficult eating disorder. All, I don't know why I said difficult. All eating disorders are difficult, I'm sure. And, you know, I won't go too into detail, but because again, nobody's business, but if you straight up ask me, you know, I, I might have a conversation because I'm pretty open, even though I'm not. Okay. Uh, but I might, I might, I might, but this is good enough. This is all you need. So we don't need to get in the details, you know, but, uh, yeah, the doctor asked me, he asked me, I asked him what his pronouns were when he asked me what mine were. He said he, him. So he asked me and how I got over this because he said I have you know other patients that deal with this what would you say to them like what what piece of advice can I possibly give them you know so this is my moment to shine just kidding I said I thought back what was it that disrupted those quote-unquote rituals that disrupted that quote-unquote disordered thought process that disrupted my image dysphoria image um what's it called when you totally see things different from they are I'm gonna be upset with myself when I get off this if I don't think of the word and if I do I'm sorry what is the word you know what I'm talking about when you're let's see image Anyways, when you look in the mirror and you see something totally different, right? Okay. So what interrupted that? What interrupted it? Art and God, arguably the same thing. <laughs> As an artist, that's what I might take. That's my take. It's a message from God. I'm getting it. It's not mine to even have or to know until I tap in with God and God gives me that image. And when I got in the bath earlier, the first thing I thought for some reason was, I thought, wow, everyone has their thing, you know, that brings them back. You know, some people it's dancing and moving their body, which I think probably helps for everyone, arguably. But some people, like your go-to thing, right? Like that always is like, for sure, will get you out of the funk that you're trying to at least semi-alleviate it, hopefully. The thing that you'll first think of, you know, music, dancing skating I don't know talking to your dog being with your partner for me it's just an image and it's not necessarily even it is it is it is it is 
the act of making the art, creating the art, which is, if I can clarify, it's not actually making the art for me. It's listening to the instructions of God when I'm not working from a piece of reference. That's my own stylized blah, 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 just for funsies, you know, when it's, when I have no reference and I'm just listening very, very well, like, what is the quiet sound? That's still a small voice. And God is talking to me with the still small voice in colors and telling me where to put a shape or if the reality of the changing, the painting has changed and I need to, you know, revamp something. That's where it's coming from. But when I thought, when I got in the bath, I thought, what is everything that like brings them back to who they are? For me, it's an image, you know, because like I said, I'm, although I am physically creating this work, if you know me or if you've ever talked to me about art, I've probably told you that it's really God. Mm -hmm. And so God is giving me these images and an image, let me tell you, brings me to a new place. I don't even need a whole new life. Like I don't need a bunch of this or a bunch of that. You take me to an art gallery and I find the right image. I'm going to be there for a while and I'm going to soak it up because that's all I need, baby. You know, that's all I need. I just need. And I think that's why I'm in this very visual place called Earth. <laughs> that is so green and beautiful. So, so yes, so yes, so yes, so yes, so yes. So now, now I want to talk about, I want to change up. Let's talk about the art process for me because I don't know anyone else's. Um, and I can't speak for them and it's ever changing for everyone. So for me, yeah, it's just taking it one color at a time. And if you were to ever be in the same room with me while I'm, while I'm listening, I, once I get a color, I'm saying it out loud. So I don't forget it until I get that color. It's like mission, green, got it, God, green. Green, 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 green. I'm saying green. I'm finding green. I'm getting the paintbrush. I'm putting the green. I'm applying the green. Then I'm hearing, you know, where to put it. And I'm listening intently. So I'm just so grateful that that's my relationship with God. You know, there's a lot more to it as far as my relationship goes. But that's how I express God personally. And that is how I'm God's reflection. And yeah, so... The doctor said, ask me, what did you do? And, you know, everyone recovers differently. But I said, art and God, because that is 100% true. I was in the hospital at 16, 17, I guess 17. And I was a skeleton. And I wanted to die. And I kept looking at myself and the weight and what the things I did. And it was totally disrupted when I stepped outside of my quote-unquote self what I thought I was which was a lie and I accepted that I was an extension and an expression of God and I needed only to be quiet and listen for the words that were not in a loop like eat this do this move this way say this thing it even got down to say certain things like you know um it's real. It's real difficult. So it was so specific. And that is one thing. It was very specific. So to just get out of the specifics 
the only way I could do that was through God. And uh, God actually, God is so good. I was in the hospital and get this, get this. God said, hey, uh, nurses or doctor or whoever it is that brought it to me, I do not remember. You're going to bring them this project and you're going to say to them, hey, uh, we decided that at this children's hospital, um, which is kind of an interesting vibe because I was like, I'm 17, I'm not a child, but I was a child. I am a child. I'm a kid. I'm just a kid. That's what my mom would always say with her friends. I'm just a kid. So yeah, um, they said, hey, we got this project, never been done before. You know, I like to hear that. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> never been done before. Gemini energy. Uh, they're like, yeah, it's like a journal, uh, art journal. And do you want to start it out? Like, we're going to kind of circle it around. It's going to be a thing, you know? So I started that art journal back in, back in the day, you know, so even when I was quote-unquote sick, when I was quote-unquote, when I was having this terrible experience and I was in it, like I was ready for death. I was excited about, it. I was like, death, please, over this. Oh my God, I can't get out. Even in that, God said, actually, you're a revolutionary and you're going to start up something, whether you like it or not, even when you're in total darkness mode, you're going to be the one to start something up. And I said so, so do it. And I was like, okay. So figure it out. What do you love? What is an extension of God for you? How, and maybe even, maybe this is a new way to go about finding your interests or your talents or your likes. Uh, do you hear God talking to you and telling you which way to move when you dance? Do you hear God? Do you hear, or not even God, you know, if you don't want to say that, I say God because that's me. But do you hear the notes? And they're being given, given to you. They're being given to you because they're an extension, you know? Just like an instrument, it's an extension of us and our skill level. We are an extent, we are that instrument for God. Do you hear the notes that you're supposed to play? And yeah, it you gotta remove the ego a little bit. Let me tell you, you know, there are a few things that God told me to paint, and I was like, you know what, God, this isn't quite like show off my style. This isn't quite gonna, you know, show people how skilled I am. <laughs> you know, I got skills like Napoleon Dynamite. Like, who's gonna see it? God was like, don't worry about the skills. Don't worry about your style. You're me, bitch. Like, let's go. And I was like, you know what? You're right. What am I gonna create that you couldn't create? <laughs> so let's do this together. Let's let's part, let's be partners in this. So yeah, that was my that was my honest answer to that doctor. And I want to share that with you too, because I think it's important. And here's another idea. Even if it's not your vibe, maybe it'll help you or it'll help someone else. So that's what I went through. Okay, and now I want to talk about, like, I got a hot take scenario. Okay, so I was listening to The Quietest, Re oh, I'm sorry, Revolutionary Ramblings, which is also on Spotify, and I don't, you know, I listen to Umber and her podcast, and it's so therapeutic for me, right? I download them, and I just, because I live off the grid, so I just download them, and I, like, listen to them on repeat. Like, you don't even know. I am not someone to follow anyone. Cult? No. Club? No. Uh, school? Mm, I'd rather be homeschooled. 
people, um, I got animals, so I'm just going to ride my horse. You know, I can pull out the list and the receipt of the all the times that I have avoided. Like, I don't follow anybody. So I'm just saying if I say, you know, like, this is a person that should be, should be listened to other than me, other than God. <laughs> uh, but we're extensions. So extension sounds like hair extension. <laughs> So, you know, I was listening to the a podcast by her where she had talked about a little bit about Britney Spears and just how, you know, people had really groomed her and the moment she said, I don't think I'm gonna do that. I think I'm gonna shave my head, I think I'm gonna be myself and I think, you know, I'm going through it. You're gonna allow me to you know, they were like, No, we're actually gonna um we're in charge here. We're in charge here. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's Britney bitch. Um, yeah, that's cool, but um actually you're the bitch and we're in charge that's how it went like no so now okay this is the hot take and I just I want to preface this with um this artist that I'm about to mention I actually like their stuff like and now I'm gonna reference within a reference because I'm gonna say if you've ever heard the Kanye interview he says something to the effect of yeah, Gaga, I like some of her music, but what does she know about cameras? Which is something that Amir Khan mentioned one time. Anyways, if you know, you know. So, a little inside. But, uh, yeah, so I love this uh, musician. I, love, I like some of her music, but what does she know about the industry? Okay, so they tried it multiple times. They succeeded multiple times, many, 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 many times with the whole changing someone physically, emotionally, abusing them, the industry. I'm talking about the music industry, the art industry, whatever. Once you're in the industry, they're going to try to be in control and they're going to shift things around and it's not going to be right for you probably. And it's messed up. They're going to use and abuse you. Okay, so they used and abused Britney. It was bad. And now she's free. I hope, I hope, I hope she's really free. But, um, then I thought, okay, because I always thought, okay, so I'm going to say the name. I'm going to say it. Billie Eilish. 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 Billie Eilish. Okay. So, yeah. So they kind of went back. Okay. And I'm a child of the 90s. Let me also say this. Like, I grew up listening. Britney was the, Britney was the only thing. Okay. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Oops, I did it again. Was our anthem. And we had never fallen in love. We were in grade school. We knew every word. And we were looking like Britney. We were trying to look like Britney. We were doing all the Britney. I don't follow anybody. I was trying to look like Britney. Okay, they caught us. They caught us good. <laughs> they got us hooked. They got us hooked off this Britney shit. So. And I would love to know who the real Britney is. Because I bet she's like insanely fabulous. Like in every way. And like, whoa, wow is that? You know, like, why would you, why would you? undo all this greatness right whatever so then I the wheels started turning and I was like okay because I always liked I as a person that if you know me you know like I like baggy clothes I like comfortable clothes I possibly because of you know suffering from an eating disorder but honestly just because of I just don't need you to look at my body it makes me feel uncomfortable like let me be very very clear um so I wear clothes that make me feel good and that's that and so when I randomly saw Billy Eilish uh, wearing all this baggy clothes and, it's, you know, I was like, 
cool. Like 360, that industry, right? And if it's her own decision, like, great. But, like, also, like, how do we know if something's our own decision? Because, like, I thought it was my own decision to, like, try to look like Britney randomly secretly, you know? And I don't think it was. I think that was, like, planned and deeply deep-seated. So, my question is, and I don't know how it'll ever be answered, but, you know, my question is, did they see in this industry that is evil AF, did they see, okay, it's, we've shown our cards too many times, we've shown that we groom these people, and we make them kind of dress half naked, and we make them just try to, like, be super hyper-sexualize them, and they're like, all right, that's clearly not working. That's not going to work for this younger generation. They saw us trap Brittany and they're not going to fall for it again. So maybe we can, maybe, and maybe this is wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, but this is my, this is the possibility that they said, okay, young person, Billie Eilish, young child, how about we go opposite with you? Okay. We're going to, you're going to wear all the clothes. You're not going to show anything, but then we are gonna princess diary you <laughs> who has seen princess diaries hello so we're gonna princess diary you you know the all the extra clothes slowly but surely they're gonna come off they're gonna reveal the true you that is so beautiful beneath it all <laughs> it's like the person in the cliche movie that takes down their hair from a messy bun and takes their glasses off and then the jock is like oh damn they're fine as hell what are you what also why is the other version not the aesthetic like i don't understand coveted it's you know like messy and intelligent love it so at least maybe that's the look i'm going for now you know uh (laughs) just kidding just messy just messy i'm not trying to be i'm not trying to claim that i'm intelligent i am just the reflection of god who is all intelligence all right that's all that's it and then that's all but uh and so are you so are you the you who are listening um so yes so maybe they're trying to princess diary this bitch and that's really triggering because like i'm hearing when i say that princess die and like i'm uncomfortable with that but let's just imagine that it's not ah okay so yeah, maybe that's what's happening. Maybe it is her own decision to dress differently and she's like vibing with a whole new style. It's like, yeah, switch it up. You know, as artists, we switch it up all the time and people are like, oh, I like you this way. Who cares? You know, get over it. But maybe that's the case. Or maybe she thinks that, maybe even worse, she thinks that it's her own decision, but she's really being prompted and like pushed. And like, like I told you, I am someone that since three years old, I know, I don't know why I keep saying my number because who cares, but from the jump, I've had business and I've been on it and I'm not here to like talk shit or listen to your shit. And even I fell victim to wanting to be just like Brittany. Okay, we all did when we were eight years old in the 90s. Come on, tell me you didn't take your Britney Spears CDs and put them in the brand new state of the art um, 50 plus one <laughs> slots where you could put your CD that your parents had bought uh, in the 90s and um, play them over and over and no one was home. You're like dancing in the dining room, okay? That was me. All right. So even me, who is very, it's one of the things I guess I do have, kind of have a slight ego about. It's just that I don't care what anyone else is doing. The fads, they don't face me. 
but even me, I, you know, I got roped in, okay? So even this brilliant person who has the style, the, you know, the vibes, this Billie Eilish, the songs, the voice, the blue eyes, like, let's give it to her. I applaud. Maybe they don't know. Maybe just like me, they didn't, they don't realize how groomed they're being, you know? You know, maybe they don't know. So, and maybe they do know, and that's bad too. Either way, it's not good. But, or maybe it's great, and they have a new style, and it is what it is, and why are you trying to sexualize anything? Don't do it. You know, close your no close. I don't care. They didn't give you permission. Don't do it. Not, you can't. No. Mm -mm. No. No. And I can tell if you are, and you're gross, and I can see your vibe, and get away from me, okay? I can see it. I can see the sexualization in your eyes. Not your eyes specifically. You're probably a pure soul, but if you had it in your eyes, I could see it. And I would run away after telling you off. I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just kidding, not telling you off, clarifying what you're doing so you can recognize that you can stop doing it and stop being gross. Stop being gross. So yeah, so maybe they're doing the opposite. They're like, that shit didn't work. The whole like from the jump, half naked, like I'm super sexy. Maybe we can go backwards and no one will notice and all of a sudden we'll have a new product. Is Billie Eilish Britney Spears for this, for this new group of audience, <laughs> for the children that grew up in the '90s and would never see it coming because we can only be like, no, you know, it's blatantly obvious. They're just trying to sneak it by us. I feel okay. So yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I just, but anyways. Anyway, so I want to, I want to leave you with a message, which is an important message that I got from God a few weeks prior to experiencing two years back. <laughs> it's been over two years that I've done a podcast actually. And I thought I was going to do a podcast like after the accident because I was like, this shit's crazy. But I just needed time to heal, like even spiritually. I was, not that you're ever unhealed spiritually, but I just needed time, like a lot of time. And apparently I needed this much time because then all these things happened and I needed to talk about them to you. Is my voice sweet? <laughs> is my voice sweet enough? Does it offend you how sweet my voice is? Do you hate it? Do you love it? I don't care. Okay, so... The message I got from God a few weeks prior to having a quote-unquote... I say quote-unquote just because it's like another way to take myself away from being an accident or having a mental, physical, whatever type of issue. So I can really see myself as God, you know? I, I'm sorry, I did not mean to breathe straight into the phone. Anyways... We have five more minutes. So the message I got from God was we're all connected. There is not a bunch of different minds. There are not many minds, right? We, we've heard this before, but there's just one mind, right? So even if you got an illness, even if you got something defective, quote unquote, even if you get hit in the head and you have a concussion, like the doctors told me I did. I was talking to my mom, like I was talking like serious, like I gotta tell you this. Like I was telling her multiple times, like it was such an interesting message. I was like, we are not multiple minds, so no matter what, the message from God will get to you. You don't need a mind. You don't even need a brain, okay? 
to be a soul, to be on, okay? It's a lie. One mind, God, capital M. You know, so we have access to that at all times. And so then I got in the accident and they were like, well, you might have all these side effects. Like you might, you know, from the concussion, not remember things. You might, I don't know, emotional imbalance, all these things, all these things. All these things. But I had been like saying loudly at the top of my lungs to my mom because it was such a clear message. I was so excited about it before this accident, before I even needed to know this information, before I even needed to know it, God gave it to me. And so I was like, oh yeah, I had gotten this message hardcore and I am not going to accept that I have lack of memory, that I am unhealed, that I am injured. No, we're all one mind. We're all connected. And no one is more intelligent than somebody else because God is intelligence. That's the only intelligence. That's it. Okay, and that helped me. So that's what I want to share. It took me a whole two and a half years to share it. But here we are, and I hope everything else was an added bonus that helps you with your life. And I love you. Have a beautiful rest of this Aries season. Signing off, Wild Bird. Hello, friends. Hey. It's Wild Bird. I'm back. I just, you know, I had to rest during the entirety of Taurus season because if you are not resting during the entirety of Taurus season, what are you really doing? <laughs> it might have been a huge, it, yeah, yeah, it might have been a huge setback for me, honestly, if I had not just taken baths and slept. And, uh, yeah. I, we are now in Gemini season, currently, uh, today, later today, I believe, full moon full moon in a Sagittarius nakshatra, oh, what is it, Pravashada, um, which I believe translates to something to the effect of the light that cannot be extinguished. So, yeah, I just, you know, I couldn't let the entirety of Gemini escape me before coming back and doing a quick check-in, scooting my table a little bit closer to me, um, and yeah, you might hear some noises because I'm gonna smoke a J and I'm gonna drink this <laughs> um, herb mate that I had no idea I had. Um, shout out to me for having everything I need and want. I mean, oh wait, my bad. Shout out to God for having everything I need and want. <laughs> so cheers. Cheers, cheers, cheers. And I will not shout out the name because I don't do that, but my bestie uh, gave me the sweetest gift. I am a Gemini, Vedic Gemini, and it just came in the mail. It was supposed to come the day of my birthday. I'm not saying it was supposed to, but they had put it in intentionally um, in time to come to me, but I live up the mountain, sort of speak, so, yeah, anyways, it's the cutest, it's like this ashtray that's a little daisy, and it's yellow, and they gave me a grinder, this, like, little cherry, and the, a card, and it's just, you know, people know, when people know you really, really well, 
and you're someone that's not easy to get to know, for one, <laughs> on purpose, I might add, and for two, uh, you know, when people do get to know you, you know, um, maybe they're like, whoa, that's a lot. <laughs> so when people get to the point with me where they're not like, whoa, you fooled me, <laughs> I thought you were this way, turns out you're a whole lot, <laughs> um, so they get past that point, and then they get to the point where they, like, understand my style and my, just the aesthetics that please me, that's when they're in the friend, they're in the friend zone forever, like, in a good way, you know, I don't even know what this friend zone means when you, like, put someone in, what, what is that, I don't know, I don't, don't even care about it, okay, so, <laughs> but we're talking, we're talking about real friends here, okay, so hello, Hello. So I did write down a few things that I did want to talk to talk to you about apparently in my notebook here. But um and excuse me, I am getting over a slight cold. So if you hear a sniffle or two, uh that's me. But yeah, I'm just going to take this moment and I hope you you know, I encourage you to take this moment with me. I'm just gonna physically like shake my arms. It sounds crazy, but like shaking my arms really hard, my arm, my arms, and kind of like my head too, and just allow any idea of who I think I am, idea who of who the outside world thinks of me, all of these things that kind of get stuck to our aura, and then we end up walking around with them, and we're like, well, I didn't realize I was like that. Maybe you're not. Maybe you just allowed the outside world to really pin you down and like make you feel a certain way right so I'm gonna let go of that relinquish that relinquish any feelings of or ideas of how people will interpret me based on what I say or do and I'm just letting all of that go so that I can move intentionally towards my purpose without the distraction or concern of what others may think Okay, sweet. And um, hold tight. W one, one second, one second here. <clears throat> also, and I'm noticing now everything. All of the items I have, like, currently around me that I'm using are yellow, so that's interesting. I'm going to also bring into this space um, gratitude for another friend who also gave me a card with a bunch of butterflies, with a butterfly on it. So sweet. I didn't mention that, but yeah, people that love me apparently give me butterfly cards, so here for it. I'm, gonna, I'm just lighting a candle that they gave me, and it's yellow, and it's a protection chakra energy candle. Uh, I may be saying this wrong, but Manipura. This chakra holds the chi or life force of personal or personal power, shielding negative influences. It heal, excuse me, it leads to your own unique gift in work, art, service, bringing harmony to your life. Yeah. Okay. And it smells like grapefruit and lime mm, and bergamot. I'm not really sure what bergamot means, but I do know there's a place, right, called Bergamot Station, like, in LA, like, I used to go there, like, with art and stuff, I don't know, anyways, uh, so, yeah, so this candle is burning currently, shielding us from, 
myself included and any of you listening right now, just feel free to soak in that energy of your own life force, that God, spirit, the universe is giving you, gave you, is constantly giving you, you are giving out. It's a beautiful cycle. Okay. And yeah, I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk about a few things. You know, I've been wanting to come back and do it like a, a podcast, but I was like, what am I going to talk about? Like that last time I was really fired up and it was airy season. So, you know, it made sense, but yes, first joint with the new gift. So I was listening to a podcast, uh, revolutionary ramblings. You should really check them out if you get a second. And I was re-listening to, right, because I've listened to every single one of their podcasts, like, a gazillion times. <laughs> and I live off-grid, so oftentimes I don't have reception, and I'm just, you know, so it's great. I just, anyways. I found out recently that I'm a uh, life path, uh, my life path number is one, and that's really clearing a lot up for me. So, <laughs> let's just, all right. So, in the podcast, I think that it was Genderless was the name of the one that I was listening to. And, uh, do you hear that bird? And they were talking about how they just don't, have never really, really fully felt comfortable with the whole gender scenario and that they really understand themselves as a lot more than that, right? And same, I am non-binary. Um, my pronouns are they, them. I am not interested in attaching myself to any, anything really, because I understand myself as everything, you know? Like, how can you attach yourself to one way or another if you are everything? That's hard, right? That's kind of difficult. So, yeah. But I want to rewind, or rewind all the way, and, because uh, I had this thought when I was driving earlier, and I don't know if anyone else does this, but when I get really, I guess not even excited, well, yeah, excited about something, but, like, I love to talk to myself, like, I know some people are like, whoa, I'm just talking to myself, like, I'm crazy, you know, it's like, okay, no, I'm not crazy, um, and I'm not, like, trying to, like, cute, like, in a cute way label myself as crazy, because, you know, that sticks, um, but what I will say is that I love to talk to myself and that might be a Gemini thing, you know, that might be because I love my own voice. I don't know. I don't, I just don't know. I just like to hear my thoughts out loud, like out, like in my head. Great. But out loud, that's how I know that they really like they surfaced enough to meet some quota <laughs> where I need to realize something or really talk to myself about something. Right. So I was talking to myself out loud. And I was saying, I was talking to myself about my upbringing, right? And just how much where I grew up is so a part of my nature. So, if you don't know, I grew up, <laughs> that bird, oh my god. I grew up near the ocean, very close to the ocean, near a port. So, the port was the primary mode of operation for these the people that lived in the town that I lived in. 
you know, ships came in and out, people were fishermen, people, you know, things came in from the port, things went out from the port, uh, you know, sometimes fishermen went out and they never came back, um, yeah, and it was just this deep love for the ocean that continued, that has continued this economy, this economy based on water. So, <laughs> when things might go out and never return, can you still love that mode of operation? Um, the answer is yes. <laughs> so, you know, I actually knew a few people who lost their dads as fishermen when they were probably like eight, nine years old, like very extremely, maybe they're a little older than that, but definitely there were more, you know, people that lost their dads earlier. Um, and it kind of became, well, it was this ritual, but also a deep hope that they would find someone, uh, whenever someone got lost, uh, you know, the adults of the town would walk down the beach and they would look for their body. <clears throat> Oftentimes, they wouldn't find anything, but they would just know, you know. They would just know. And, but once, uh, someone that I knew because um, they had babysat my sister and I from time to time, and also their mother um, was who we met them through um, an extremely spiritual focused woman um was lost no one knew where they were and they walked up and down and they found them so you know assuming that they got uh got by a sneaker wave you know so the ocean has always been the love of my life i i love the ocean like nobody's business okay and I grew up understanding that the ocean can easily, I, it's not like I haven't had, you know, yeah, no, I'm still alive. The ocean hasn't, you know, got, got me yet, but, but, uh, you know, I got, I got some sneaker waves in my, uh, history, you know, I got, I got dragged, I got, you know, bloodied up by the rocks when the undertow took me under, you know, and while it was happening even, I was like, wow, I love the ocean because I'm a weirdo. <laughs> Because I'm a weirdo. And I remember always thinking, like, through the pain or, like, the, like, oh, my God, I can't breathe right now or the who knows what's going to happen. I always said to myself, like, even as a very little child, like, hey, God, if if I'm supposed to die, I don't mind if it's the ocean because I love the ocean. And I couldn't ever be resentful of this energy being so if this is the way then honestly this is the best way for me like sounds good like you have not that you need my like go ahead but you got it you know cosign cosign that um so uh, <laughs> so that's my upbringing and th that was you know the obviously the thought process a uh, similar thought process behind a lot of people that lived in the town, you know, the fishermen, they were not just, you know, thinking, they always knew it was a possibility, and they were still choosing it because they loved it, you know, they loved the ocean, and, um, 
and it was like their fate like they understood that no matter how much they loved their family or they loved being alive that they love the ocean first and foremost you know what I'm saying and it's just such a pure <laughs> like it's just so honest and so that is the mindset that I grew up around and that was the mindset that I felt at a very young age and still feel honestly um even though I live far from the ocean at the moment crazy how that happens uh yeah um I just you know that's what I grew up with and that is has fueled a lot of my ability to let go and sometimes let go a little bit too fast honestly like sometimes I just I just be giving up too quick <laughs> and I'm like whoa okay but for real I just you know Things come in and things come out. You know, things come into the port of your heart and things leave. And you don't know when they're going to come back or if they're going to come back. And I'm grateful that I grew up with that understanding, you know. And it was like this beautiful, like physically, um, like physical theater in front of me. Like I understood it so hardcore because it was happening in front of my very eyes. Um, and yeah, and I, I just deep appreciation for the people that, you know, met their fate, you know, um, with the ocean and love the ocean. So, um, so yeah, that's a little bit about who I am. People think I hold on to stuff. People really think that. <laughs> um, and that's funny. Uh, okay, so I was also going to talk about, because, so, the genderless podcast, right? Okay, so the genderless episode, um, by Amber Khan really brought me back to some moments, because they brought up some pieces of their childhood that were, like, moments where things kind of made more sense for them, or things made less sense, and they, you know, to be a child and to be an adolescent is like fumbling in the dark for a light switch that, you know, you're too short to reach. You know, it just feels like that sometimes, okay? <laughs> for real. So honestly, I got really comfortable in the theoretical dark because I was like, God's here though, so it's cool. I'm not going to trip, but, but in the meantime, I'm also going to trip because, you know, I was labeled as shy, when I was, oh, and just say, this is also, like, my birthday pod, I know my, my birthday passed, but, like, you know, welcome to the world of Wild Bird, it was my birthday, it's still my birthday, here's a bit about me, <laughs> so, alright, so, yeah, as a kid, right, kindergarten, uh, I had bangs that went over my eyes, and everybody was, like, tripping out about it, they're, like, you know, like, the teachers were, like, you know, you're not, like, looking at the other students, you're not talking to them, you know, and I, I was, like, you know what, I would explain, but, um, I'm not even going to, because if you knew me way back, when I was maybe, like, three or four, when I kind of start, first started talking, I was working on projects, 
And whenever my mom or somebody, you know, anybody, <laughs> my mom told me this, whenever somebody was like, hey, uh, what are you doing? Where are you going? What's up? Or, hey, why don't you do this? Or whatever. Or, like, trying to, like, get me to do something or, like, tell me about something. I tell them, I got business. Okay, so, <laughs> so that's the real me. <laughs> you can you know, surmise whatever you want from how I've acted to you, what I've said, past conversations. You can, you can imagine whatever you want, but I want you to know that's the real me, the three-year-old that said I got business and nothing more, okay? So, uh, (laughs) um, I love that three-year-old. That three-year-old had guts. Okay, so, the world was not ready. The world was not ready. Um, the world is still not ready. So, uh, fast forward in kindergarten, teachers tripping out, like, hey, this kid's not trying to interact, this kid's not trying to socialize, like, you know, all those words that, like, are very important, and I was like, yeah, you bet I'm not trying to socialize and integrate myself over here, like, uh, I got better shit to do, like, when I get home, I'm working, I got business, and I really did, like, I, I never stopped, okay, I never stopped. <laughs> I never stopped. I was making things. I was cutting things. I was painting things. I was gluing things. I was, you know, I was making my room cute. Like, I didn't need no but nobody. Right, and I was raised by a Gemini. My mother is a Gemini. Okay, Western and Vedic. Like, check it. You know, this woman didn't need nobody either. Wasn't trying to, you know, say, Hey, can I do this? (laughs) Or, Hey, I want to talk to you. Like, no, other people were saying, Hey, I want to talk to you. And she was like, yes or no, you know? So maybe that's where I got it from. Okay. Maybe that that might be, but kind of hardcore version that she doesn't even like really a hundred percent, like comprehend always. Um, cause she grew up wanting like a sibling and like, she was like, I'm lonely, you know? Um, and I could never understand that because I was like, uh, lonely? You mean alone? You mean like, like you get to be alone, like you are allowed to not have to be bothered. (laughs) So different perspectives for different, um, collectives. Whoa, I like that one. Do you like that one? Different collectives, different perspectives for different collectives, like different strokes for different folks. (laughs) Okay, so... So yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm not really trying, I'm not really trying to, uh, to hang out. Okay. So then (laughs) fast forward to, I'm like 11, you know, um, oh yeah, yeah. But I was mislabeled. I was so mislabeled as a child. I was mislabeled as shy, right? People said this person's shy. And that was like the quote unquote problem that they needed to quote-unquote solve right for me like oh thank you so much for solving my problem yeah I'm shy uh actually no I don't want to fuck with you um (laughs) and my good friends know it's true because my good friends know that they're just so cool that like I fuck with them you know like so cool the thing is about my good friends shout out my good friends um you know they're busy too. They got business hardcore. <laughs> I don't have a friend that's like, yeah, I got time to, to hang out anytime. <laughs> I 
I'm so sorry. I don't. What? Who does that? Ew. Um, what are you working on? What are you doing? Like, come on, get it together. Um, so, yeah, so I was mislabeled as shy. What I really was, was I was not shy. <laughs> I just didn't want to chit chat, okay? I wanted to do stuff that I knew that I wanted to do. So, I was like, time and space is limited, gotta go. Just kidding, time and space is not limited, but... Um, I came here with a purpose, and I knew what it was, so I was like, gotta get on it, alright? So then, things became a little bit complicated for me when I was like 11, because, you know, I started to uh, not have a super flat chest, and that bothered the hell out of me, I'm gonna be honest with you. It bothered me so much, because I could see this like... <coughs> I could see this divide where, like, all of a sudden, like, the quote-unquote boys, they just, like, had a huge, they had, they had a lot on me, okay? Because they could run around, and there was none of that, and it was just, like, this thing, like, this reason that, like, people could look at you weird, and it was, like, this reason that, like, people could, like, act weird to you, and... You know, I don't have to explain the whole, like, weird gender roles, imagination, lala life to you. Like, you live in this. Okay, so, so I was there, but I was, like, non-binary, but didn't really know the words for it yet until, like, 20 years later, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, so I remember, and also it was, like, this huge thing, like, so my mom <laughs> and my godmother, I love both of these humans are the best humans in the world. Okay, I just got it. I just got to say that. So if anything like sounds like I'm like, why were they doing this and that and like tripping on them? Um, I'm not. It's just that like, how could they have known, right? Like how they're coming off 100%. Like you don't really know, right? They're loving, sweet people. But at this time, I just remembered like, it just felt like they were always like, waiting around the corner like I was rounding any corner and they were just like there sitting like in the living room together like poised like waiting for me to like like naturally like a like an animal like a wild animal like so they could catch me and like talk to me about this thing and I didn't know what the thing was but I kind of had an idea because like people were like oh yeah like the talk and like blah 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 and you know they, your parents talk to you about sex and they talk to you about uh you know your body maturing <laughs> all these really weird words so I was like, okay, um, Roger that. If I'm about to have some talk and, like, these motherfuckers get, like, a leg up on, like, they get to be, like, the ones that have the talk with me and, like, organize and, like, curate this whole talk and I, like, have, I'm, like, walking, like, unsuspected into it. Like, no, 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 no. Like, that's just not how I do it. Like, you can't catch me and then tell me what is happening and then, like, I just have to accept it willingly. No, okay? <laughs> so I remember... <laughs> My aunt, my godmother, excuse me, my godmother bought this book for me and it was like called like the period book and it was like to tell you about like, you know, your whole like everything that you might have a question about like how to put a tampon in to like what is sex to you know why is this happening with my body whatever it is this is normal right and like all these cute little pictures and uh 
I remember just kind of like any time like I kind of just like energetically felt like because I was just like too intuitive for my own good as a child I know that shouldn't even be a sentence like I kind of take it back actually after saying it but basically in order to really give you a really good picture that's what it was okay so I was just like you know uh avoid <laughs> my avoidant behavior has began ex from the jump okay um but uh yeah I was just like swerve you know like I uh, gotta go you know I was not trying to be caught up in that conversation and like just trying to be like looked at at my face like wow like I have to like hear these truths that I don't necessarily want to accept you know um and so they were just like so I remember eventually just getting the book somehow like it is uh, it was kind of like okay well like yeah like this you know uh wild bird's never gonna like show up for this talk so like here's this book like just give it to them as a present probably like I don't know but I ended up getting this book and I didn't have to do with the conversation praise god <laughs> and um because I just knew that I was gonna get cornered into these ideas of like what gender was and who I was and even though I didn't have words for it at the time I was like uncomfortable with it and I was like I don't want to be I want to be free from this you know so <clears throat> uh yeah so um when I was like 11 I could tell that my you know chest was getting bigger and I was very upset about it but I didn't want to talk to anyone about it because I didn't want to talk to my mom even and I didn't want to hear her say something like yeah this is so exciting this is what young women happen you know well like her cute little thing that like was like a mom and I was it wasn't only like it wasn't like oh like Lizzie McGuire like rolling her eyes it was like I'm a non-binary person that doesn't realize like how to talk about that yet even in my own self and to hear this is like unconfirming like like it's just so uncomfortable it's past discomfort it's like my soul is trying to crawl out of my skin level like it's not just like any average kid like oh no yeah I don't want to talk about that like embarrassing mom you know it's like I felt like physical pain when I thought that might be the cut type of conversation that it was going to be so in order to avoid that and like bra shopping or whatever I was like oh no and um so a little about me <laughs> I have had a job uh since I was like maybe um probably like seven or eight honestly I started babysitting when I was pretty young because I wanted money because I wanted to save up um originally because I wanted to be an art um excuse me not an art collector but yes an art collector a doll collector and uh that actually turned into a different goal which was to own a horse which I eventually bought a horse with the money that I saved so I was I was aware of money and like I was trying to make it like from a very 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 young age and I was extremely serious and I was because I had a goal and I was gonna make it god damn it you know so um god willing so um so I had some money, right? So that I could like uh, not have to deal. I was like, perfect. This is where money comes in, right? Like I was never trying to spend my money like ever like that, honestly. Like every dollar, like my mom made fun of me. Everyone made fun of me. Like they'd be like, oh, like, can I have a dollar? Just kidding. Like, I know, you know, like, I don't know. Like I was just very, the word stingy I would use. But the thing is, I was understanding that every dollar, like I was getting paid like less than minimum wage because I was like a child child you know what I mean and I was like trying to get my own job so I understood that 
the reality of money and in my life what money was so it was a tool and I was not trying to waste it so um but you know I would spend a little bit of it if it meant not having to have any quote-unquote talks that I didn't want to have okay no so I remember it was like my mom I'm pretty sure and my <clears throat> and my sister, I think, and, like, one of our kid friends that, like, hung out with us a lot in the summer, and, um, my sister's younger than me, and, um, our friend was a year younger than Jaslyn, um, oh, shoot, I shouldn't have said her name, even though it doesn't really matter, but, um, I don't know, I just try to be, like, anonymous with everyone for no reason, just because it's none of your business, okay, um, but anyways, so, <laughs> so they're, like, I, like, sense this moment where my mom is distracted, Jasmine's distracted, because she, you know, I love her, but, uh, she's just trying to, like, catch me, you know, doing something all the time and, like, tell on me, and it's just, I knew it, okay, I knew it, I was aware, so I was, like, not trying to, like, you know, just, I didn't want to have any talks, I was, like, leave me alone, let me make this money, okay, um, and, uh, what is going on? Okay. And <laughs> so I saw a quick moment and I grabbed it. I found a, like, it was like a sports bra, but if I looked at it now, I, I, it's just, it was a binder, basically. It was something that was slightly too tight, like just a little bit too tight, so that my, it would be all flat. So I was buying my own binder at the age of 11. And, um, yeah, and I went and I bought it really quick because I knew nobody was looking and I just was like hella low-key about it. And then, you know, then I had this binder that I just wore all the time. I wore it all the time. I wore it with shirts that were like slightly loose. So it was like, you know, um, it just looked like I was really flat and I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I really loved it. And yeah, I, I wore skirts just like I do now. And I was still not trying to have that, you know, so, you know, it's nobody's business, side note, it's nobody's business, you know, what, if, you know, if someone wants to label a piece of clothing, a garment, such as a skirt, you know, masculine or feminine, that's really weird, and that's on them, so just forget about it, okay, um, <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, so, I, you know, really understood myself from a young age. And I did also understand that other people weren't trying to understand me always. And I remember my, um, my mom actually, she'd always tell me, cause she know, she knew that, you know, I didn't, um, particularly socialized with other people and I was really just trying to you know make art and make some money to buy a horse <laughs> she knew that I might I was very very focused and um I mean I was doing other things too you know I was always dancing different dance classes loved tap dancing um step dancing always played an instrument, played the fiddle, you know, went to choir. I did all the things, you know, like, I didn't do the sports thing, because it's just weird for me, like, I was like, what is going on, you guys? 
um, like, really, what's really happening here? Um, so it made me uncomfortable, and I feel like everyone was, like, so hyper aware of their body and my body, and I was, like, not there for it. So I preferred things like horseback riding, where, you know, it's, like, a solo situation. And things like dancing and playing an instrument, because, yeah, you spend a portion of the time playing with other people, but the majority of it, you're by yourself in a room for half an hour to an hour, depending, you know, or more, depending on how much you practice. I practice for an hour every day, um for every like skill that I was interested in and so it was a lot of it was actually a lot of alone time and I love that about it so the point is where was I going with that um my mom would say just tell them you're an artist like if they give you a weird face like where whatever my scenario was like wherever I was going or whatever like and if if she saw like caught me like feeling like I want to do this like this or like even like with friends or whatever she'd just be like if they ask like why you're weird she didn't say weird but <laughs> she's basically like if they ask why you're weird just tell them you're an artist okay and that was true I was an artist I am an artist um yeah I don't know if that this is just so vague it's just so funny that that's what she told me to say like like that they'd be like oh got it like no more no further questions <laughs> Like, she knew that's what I really wanted. Like, I didn't want to be asked about it. <laughs> Let me be weird in peace, okay? Isn't that what we all want? Aside from the people that, like, want to hang out with people and, like, be liked and shit. Like, the rest of us, right? Um. So, yeah. So, fast forward, um... <laughs> fast forward to I'm like 14 right and I'm actually hanging out with the same um friend of ours that was a year younger than Jaslyn that was like there during the like whole um binder um you know operation so uh <laughs> She was there, and, like, a few other people, you know, that we hung out with were there, and we were all, um, it was, the, you know, summer. It was, that was the only time that I really hung out with people, because, like, my dad would, like, have work friends, like, his friends would, like, be his, his friends, kids would be my friends, like, by, like, just because, like, it was, you know, so we'd all hang out, um, so that's who my friends were, um, but they were really, they're really cool people. <laughs> <laughs> wait 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 <laughs> okay so just it just okay let me just put it in perspective for you like what it's really like being me is that like I don't go out of my way to like find all these friends I'm not like whoa where am I where's my crowd out like God <clears throat> like swoops down and God's like okay so like I'm gonna give you these friends like exactly when you need them who you they're gonna be the coolest people ever and it's gonna be so random right like just everybody else because it'll seem just like you know it's your dad's friend's kids or it was your mom's friend's kids or like you know um you happen to be somewhere at this moment like you know I'm never like going after like to be someone's friend but like they always happen to be like the coolest people who like are really in my life and they're like put in my life like I didn't have to do anything and I'm like, what? God, really? God's like, yeah, no worries. <laughs> so, so they're really cool people. So, um, yeah, so I just, you know, it wasn't like I was like feeling forced to like hang out with people. It was just like, I happened to actually be friends with the people that were just, it was just so ridiculously natural. Like when I look back on it, I'm like, thank you, God. Cause 
I was not trying to go out of my way. I was acting really weird around everybody and, you know, only God could have put the right people in my life. Only God. So, um, and artists too. Like, honestly, they're all artists. Um, so, uh, you know, yeah, so it's during the summer always. I'm so sorry. So it was during the summer. It was during the summer always, which is why, like, I also really appreciated having friends, like, during this, like, brief period of time because I'm someone that likes to, like, organize and, like, curate things. So, like, it was my opportunity to, um, we all love to dance, like, always. So, like, we would, like, organize these, like, performances and, but I'd be, like, try like you know get really good at it like and I'd be like you know you guys got to practice like what are you doing like it was it was like hardcore like like dance boot camp um no I'm just kidding it wasn't like that but like I took it extremely seriously and I think that they got a kick out of it probably because you know they're still my friends um I I don't know who else would like kind of accept that hardcoreness um otherwise but yeah so I really I loved it I love the summer vibes for friendships you know um so uh, 14 years old and wearing my mom's white shorts. Um, I remember that because, uh, you know, I was always like, I don't want to say big, like I wasn't really, it's just that I was always like wearing my mom's clothes from when, like when she was 20, when I was like 14. So, um, anyways, um, and my mom, um, has, like, excellent clothes, excellent sense of style, so, like, I've been, you know, stealing her clothes since I, um, could see them, and, uh, yeah, and wearing them since I could wear them, so I was 14, I was wearing my mom's white shorts, I was in the ocean, um, we were all hanging out, I think, I'm pretty sure it's close to my birthday, if it wasn't my birthday, you know, it was just a day, but we were in the ocean, right? And, um, I was kind of, like, thumbing through this book about, you know, what it's like to have a period, you know, here and there, but it was, like, in my closet, and it was, like, under stuff, because I was, like, I was disturbed by it. Like, the word disturbed, honestly, is the word I would use. Like, I was disturbed. I was, like, I didn't want to see it. I don't want to think about it. Like, it made my stomach curl. Like, I, something, I just was, like, no to these changes, like, not just, like, and I just really want to impress it to you, on you, like, not just, like, the no, like, the normal people, are, not normal people, but, like, any other person, you know, going through adolescence, like, I woke up every day, and I prayed to God, like, please let me skip over adolescence and become a old person, like, I swear to God, like, I was praying these things before I became adolescent, I was, like, I don't want to be a teenager, God, just let me skip over it, okay, I don't want the the boob thing's weird, okay, um, the period thing, also really weird, like, no, I don't want none of it, also, like, these quote-unquote boys, like, I don't ever want to talk to them, like, I'm sorry, I'm busy, I have a horse, and oh, okay, so it's just, like, I was different, okay, like, and I'm not saying I was better or worse, but I was just, you know, it was, it was a different thing for me, it was a different thing for me, okay, than everybody, everyone else was, like, yay, like, I'm gonna talk on the phone, on the landline, to my boyfriend, and, like, oh my god, I have a period, like, legit, like, it was, like, Lizzie McGuire up in here, like, and I was, like, no, okay, I have my period book under all my clothes, like, hiding, because I didn't want my mom to, okay, here's the real, here's the real truth, I didn't want my mom to, like, 
for some reason like glance over and like see it in my room of course or see it in my closet and be like what's like what's this or be like oh yeah I've been meaning to talk to you about it because my mom is very forgetful so if like you can get her away from looking at something for a certain amount of time she will forget and she will never mention it to you so I was really trying I was like let's just pack that away somewhere that only I know it was like a secret place okay and yeah I thumbed through it a little bit here and there and I was like what is the deal with this whatever um but yeah, so I knew, you know, blood was going to come out eventually and it was going to be this whole thing and probably embarrassing. But the ocean saved me because the ocean's got my back. Okay. Just like God. So the ocean was like, don't worry about it. Yeah, you're wearing the white shorts. Crazy gutsy move, by the way, because you're about to have a period any day, <laughs> any day now. Um, you're playing with fire, <laughs> but don't worry. I'm water. So I got you. So it kept, like, I saw it, like, happening, like, and I felt it kind of, and, like, I saw all the blood, and it just got washed away, right, and it didn't stain, but I was, like, um, so I don't remember if I told my mom when I got my period or not, because I kind of knew that, like, I knew she'd be, like, woohoo, or, like, oh, this, or, like, and I just, I just didn't want, I just, I just didn't want to, like, I didn't want to, it did not thrill me, the period thing made me feel so weird, because I just, I knew that it was a way that everyone was able to, like, fasten the seatbelts of the box that I was forced to get into, that I never wanted to get into, um, you know, and then the people are just gonna mislabel me a bunch of other things, because they been mislabeling me, like, no, I'm not shy, and I'm not any of these things, you know, so I was just, like, not another thing that I have to, like, disassemble secretly by myself, and, like, oh, you know, damn, you know, I was just, like, 14 going, like, damn, you know, so, <sighs> <clears throat> So yeah, I was just, um, I, um, I was upset. <laughs> so, but I was blessed with the ocean, right? Like I was, I was grateful that I was like, I was so grateful. I was so keenly aware of how much the ocean saved me and, um, you know, just kept me from having to talk to other people about something that I didn't want to talk about. So, yeah, I've always had this, like, if I don't want to talk about something, it's not because I just don't want to talk about it. It's because it's, like, uncomfortable for me, you know? So, I'm extremely grateful for this, um, you know, podcast where I'm able to just talk by myself you know no pressure except for the pressure I put on myself which is a lot and I don't really know why um but I do know why it's because you know I'm really trying to use this time while I got it and that reminds me <laughs> I want to shout out another friend that will remain anonymous because um you know being anonymous is a superpower um but um I want to shout out another friend because they've recently 
lost someone um, who passed away. Um, and I want to just hold space for all of the people or a person in anyone's life who has um, been just, like, taken, like, seemingly out of nowhere, right? You know, it's just, like, it's really, even when it's not, the cause is not the ocean, just took you up out of nowhere, like, sneaker wave, life is really, like, a sneaker wave, you know? Like, every once in a while, there's a sneaker wave. You know, a friend of mine a few years ago um, got, like, taken out of this world out of nowhere, you know, um, out of nowhere, and, um, out of nowhere, and, um, you know, sometimes I really think I'm, like, done processing, like, it's not like there's some goal in my head to process enough and, like, be over who I've lost, right, but, it used to kind of feel like that, but not anymore. Now, not when it's, like, life and death, honestly. It's kind of changed the game. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, I am okay with the idea that I will never fully process losing someone I love, you know, because that's, like, a process that is ongoing, like, how can that even ever end, you know, because I'm still connected to them, and the connection, I've been just thinking so much about connection and attachment and, like, the difference, you know, because when you're attached, it's, like, a physical, like, imagined perception, like, that you can't lose it, that thing, or you can't, have it taken from you, right, and if you have that attachment, um, in you, it will be taken, because God has to remind you, um, that God is the only thing, and God has to remind you that you're not attached to anything, you are connected, and connected is, connection is divine, and, um, you know, so yeah, so I'm, I'm sending love and support to that friend, that it's going through that, and, um, protection in the process, you know, protection in processing, like, everyone deserves enough time, and the time that they need to process, time away, you know, from certain people, things, responsibilities, quote-unquote, people deserve time away from, and, um, if you have recently lost someone that you love, know that you are connected to them and you can never, never lose the connection. And also something someone once said is that when, um, like when a life ends, that's when a quote unquote, right? Quote unquote life, quote unquote ends. Um, that is when the spiritual relationship begins. And I found that was so beautiful. I believe the hood healer said that. Um, so, yeah, so grateful for all this wisdom within my life. And, you know, it comes from 
I know it'll come no matter what, regardless of the situation, but, um, you know, growing up, um, in the 90s, 2000s, you know, there's been such an evolution, and there's been so many new ways to have, (laughs) to have, um, support, and to have, um, advice, and to have love, and new ideas, and, um, yeah, really just support, um, from people that are in, like, your same, like, soul community, you know, and so I'm just infinitely grateful that God always puts in front of our face the people or the words or the scenario or the place that we need, (laughs) always, um, I'm so grateful, um, yeah, so this was a true, um, Gemini full moon, uh, ramble. I don't know really where I'm going with any of it, but I think that's part of it because I know that God knows where God is going with it. And I know that God made me exactly how I am for a reason. And the fact that I even have the opportunity still within this lifetime to process what happened to me, like, you know, 10, 20 years ago, that's amazing, because, you know, in, you know, for real, like, I could be in a different parallel universe where I cannot find the time to, to realize that I'm non-binary, or maybe I couldn't find the time to understand and, like, put to words a little bit more clearly for myself and others why, quote-unquote growing up was so painful for me you know and how I just felt like these adults were just like waiting around the corner every second to like tell me what was up with who I am and I was just like not here for that and I knew that they weren't here to hear me say that because that was some disrespect probably that they did you know interpreted as you know so I couldn't be myself without being misinterpreted you know (laughs) <laughs> that is so it that is, I could not be myself without being misinterpreted and I still feel that way you know um as an adult <laughs> and um that's why I make art because I allow myself a lot of time to talk with God like all the time that I want I give it to myself you know for real because I just am like, what else is there? Like, this is the best. To hear God's voice? Yes, please. Everything else? No thanks, you know? I got business, I'm talking to God. So, to all of you who are right there with me, and are like, you know, I didn't necessarily have this have the same childhood, but you know, this shit was a little whack, this was a little weird. I didn't understand why I was upset about this, but now I am because, like, I gave myself the time. Yes, give yourself the time to process and as much time. And as you're having this time to process, be like, damn, I am in this realm where things are really good, apparently, because I have this time to process. Like, praise God. Like, we have the time to process and we are giving ourselves to it. There's nothing better. There's nothing better than processing what we've gone through. 
and it's like such a luxury but at the same time such a necessity and I think the more that we look at it as both and like so that we can truly appreciate and be grateful for it is really um essential so yeah um have a grateful moon high vibes you know do something you love all right i'm hitting the maximum recording time for segments <laughs> so peace out everybody my love to you bye